You're listening to The Nerd Cave Show, coming to you live from Audio Crazy's living room, where I tied up the beard and he's sitting in the back. Shush, beard, drink your happy juice. You can follow us on www.nerdcaveshow.com, or you can go to Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveshow. And now, on with the show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a uh, slightly different, slightly off, and slightly fun uh, Nerd Cave show. Um, we're doing things a bit differently tonight. Um, you'll probably hear some background noises. Um, I am joined with a good friend of mine, Old Crow. Hello. <laughs> he has actually been a longtime friend of mine, and you will hear us slightly distracted because... We are actually playing on the Nerd Cave show uh, Seven Days to Die dedicated server. And uh, we were just like, you know what, let's just give it a try. This is kind of unique and different. And uh, see if we can stay focused while also doing the podcast. Um, Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. We, we've literally spent, we started this idea about, well, it's right around... Five o'clock and it's almost nine o'clock because troubleshooting audio, me trying to get this set up through to record, whereas everybody knows I overcomplicate everything the best of my ability. Audio I got, lazy. <laughs> I, I have this multi-track recording on my computer. Ooh, someone's saying hello. Hello. Good night. But I'm uh not the stream so <laughs> not to answer the stuff i wasn't about to do this uh, and eventually i'd like to be able to do it this way and do uh recording on twitch twitch or uh i've also been doing the other oh crap the other uh streaming service uh what's the one i was on i can't remember i started another one get break right now <laughs> so uh old crow Tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself. Uh, I'm old and... Yeah, true, true. I'm not actually a crow, so um, sorry to disappoint you guys. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me and old crow... Uh, I should, probably should ask if I'm allowed to use your real name or not, but I'm just sticking with old crow for now until otherwise stated. Um, yeah, crow is fine. We have been friends for... Jeez. At least 15 years, maybe close to 20 years. Um, maybe longer than that. I was, um, I was 19 when we met. Okay, I know, I know, as I, I was uh, 20 something. You're well. You're only like a year older than I am. Well, true. Hello, friend. Graduated the year before I did in, in high school. Are you Are you following me? Okay, there you are. Yes, I'm right behind you. I tried to get that. Hello, someone's saying hello to me. Where? You. Come here. Nice shot. So, uh, the first, uh, we got a couple of topics we're going to talk about. The first one was the Super Mario RPG. Yes. That was uh, recently announced. It's a, it's a remaster. That's a, best described as a remaster, correct? Uh, no, it's actually going to be a remake. Really? What's, so what's the difference between a remaster and a remake? 
so a remake is just that. It's when they just remake it from the ground up. Okay, so that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, a remaster is when they they take the existing game and just make the graphics better. See, but that's the that thing. With out. all the changes, I would assume this would have been a remaster because the original Nintendo game code won't work. What was it, Super Nintendo? Yeah, it was Super Nintendo. See, that original code would not work on the Nintendo. Well, I mean, unless they're using an emulation layer. But even then, with the 3D models and everything else... Well, I am going the wrong way. Well, let's... Oh, yeah, you doubled back, didn't you? Yeah, I did. God damn it. We're already having concentration issues. (laughs) This is fun. Um, Uh, I assume because with the 3D models, the high graphics and stuff like that, like the core systems of the game could have been like recreated, but I would assume it was a a a complete remake of the game because... It is. It is a complete remake. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a zombie. It was... I almost it ran over. I missed. Very good. It is, in fact, a zombie. Um, so who's working well, on it? Yeah, so... It, just from what uh, little they've shown, because I believe it's... Uh, you said it's coming out in November? I um, believe so. Let me check my notes. Uh, whoa. RPG. Yeah, Nintendo Switch. $60. Yeah, of course. Eleven seventeen twenty three. Okay. Yeah, so... Coming out in November, um, they're basically if any Nintendo Switch owners and Zelda fans are familiar with the uh, Link's Awakening remake that came out a few years ago on Switch. That's essentially it looks like that's essentially what they're doing with it. Um, okay. Now is it in house or are they having a who's the we know who's well, doing the work on it? Or are they say to get? So that I'm not sure. Um, the reason there hasn't been a remake uh, pretty much until now is because of how the rights are set up for the game. Uh, because the original game was made by Squaresoft. And that was before they became Square Enix. Yeah, but... So, okay, I see. So yeah, it's got Mario characters, but the game itself was made by Square. Um, and it features some original characters made for the game by Squaresoft. So, okay, the rights were a little wonky uh, because of that, and that is also, um, if I understand correctly, that is also what basically led to the Paper Mario series and the Mario and Luigi series. Yeah, because um, if you look at, uh, I'm not really familiar with Mario and Luigi, but if you look at like Paper Mario, uh, it basically features a lot of the same like combat systems and stuff that were used in Mario RPG. Um, shared mana points, they call power points, uh, stuff like that. You are doubling back again. So, uh, I don't know if they... I, I don't know if Nintendo got the rights to I, it. Or I'm pretty... Well, being as uh, Nintendo has the rights to many of the... I'm, I'm not really sure. I'd have to look a little more deeply into it. I, even though that came that game came out when you and I were in like high school and just out mm-hmm. of high school, I honestly have no history with the game. I've never played it. Um, yeah. Paper Zombie, however, did recently play it, and 
it is a it's been called a really great beginner RPG and just from what I've seen of it I'm inclined to agree okay. um, but despite not having any history uh, with the game I'm really excited for it probably not going to buy it myself because uh-huh. it doesn't grab my attention I'm not a huge Mario fan but I'm excited for the people who are fans of it yeah. and excited for the people who have been wanting a remake of this game for years Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty big news. Yeah, I, I it's I, I think I played it briefly, but I never got to play it a whole lot. And so I've been curious on. Uh, I don't know. Maybe right. I'll check it out, but I don't have a switch. So all right, I think. We, okay, I can't hear you now. I think his Discord's acting up again. Give him him a few seconds. And can you hear me? Oh, hang on, hang on. I think my Bluetooth finally kicked in. Are you there? No. Weird. Yeah. How's you lighting up? Let me restart Discord. My audio's being weird. All right. Um, so we're going to move on. Uh Till uh, Ultra comes back, and this is kind of the fun thing of doing things in Discord. <sighs> Need to move on to our Indie Spotlight. Uh, well, Indie Spotlight of this episode. And uh, kind of needed if James is going to be there. Testing? I can hear you. I still cannot hear you. All right. Well, I'm hearing you, so... Okay, there we go. Now you can hear me, right? Yeah, now I can hear you. Sweet! All right, I'm going to restart that part. I'll cut it out. Actually, no, I won't. I'm going to go with it, just because so people can hear the fun and excitement of doing things on Discord. (laughs) Do it live. (laughs) Well, it's one of those... It's also I'm lazy, and I don't want to do editing. (laughs) Like I said, audio lazy. (laughs) Hey, now. So I have no idea where you went. You started going back north. I yeah, okay. I see. I see you south of me. Well, kind of southwestish. Where were you going? Hey, I can see the snow from here. I'm still heading south. I just got turned around because I was talking. All right, all right. So moving on to our. Let me get through the forest here a little bit because if not, I'm gonna take some zombie to the face. Uh, tonight is our indie spotlight. Yes. Let me pull up my notes. Is um, what was it? Lies of P. Lies of P. Yes. And you were one telling me about this. Yeah. This this is one I am super duper excited for. Um, just imagine Bloodborne and uh, Pinocchio had a baby. <laughs> really? I like. I kind of like the signs of that. Kinda. Yeah. It's um. It's very steampunky. Um, it takes place during what's called the uh, the Belle Epoque era. Okay. Um, but yeah, very steampunky, very Victorian stuff like that. Uh, you it... play as Pinocchio, essentially. Oh, okay. And um, is it like a uh, kind of like a Final Fantasy third person? Um, more like like uh, Dark Souls. Okay. Bloodborne. It's a Soulsborne kind of game. 
Um, basic premise is you live in a city called Krot, and Geppetto and this other dude. Wow, I got way off course. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm going to follow this road because it looks like this will lead me to you. Um, so Geppetto and this other guy made uh, basically steampunky clockwork robots called puppets. Mm -hmm. And the puppets has gone nuts. And, okay, uh, so a little bit of like uh, Alice Madness Within kind of thing where they're taking yeah. uh, past childhood stories and kind of turning them dark. Kinda, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. It looks really cool. It it is very cool. I I played. I haven't beaten the demo yet. The last boss of the demo is um, a bit tough. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll get it eventually, though. But um, yeah, yeah. Anybody, any, anybody's curious. The demo is currently on Steam, but it looks like it's going to be on uh, Steam, Xbox, PlayStation. Um, yep. If I saw that, it's being put out by a developer called NeoWiz, and they are a little bit more established of an indie indie developer. They've got a, quite a few interesting titles. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the game looks pretty good. Uh, let's see here. The hardware requirements is minimal, so if people are still rocking some slightly older rigs, you should be at, like, a Ryzen 3 1200 or an i3-6300, 8 gigs of RAM, and a RX 560 or a GTX 960, and you're going to be playing this game. Well, that's minimum. Recommended high-end is 1660 or a 6500 XT for graphics mm -hmm. card. Uh, CPU is still the same. 16 gigs of RAM. They just, you know, go 60 gigs of RAM and you'll be good. Yeah. And for you, uh, for you console players, uh, it'll be PlayStation 4 and 5. Oh, uh, awesome. Xbox One, Xbox Series S, and Series X. All right. Yes, coming in uh, currently, it looks like the it shows September 19, 2023. It is a $60 game, and they've already got a DLC for it, uh, the D the Deluxe Edition. Yeah, and it, that's just it's a $10 extra costumes. Yep, yeah, cosmetics. Well, that's, that's still yeah. 10 bucks. is not bad. Yeah. No, so minimal, minimal hardware, um, but they're praised. Yeah, Neo is told it's got, you know, they're like a triple A indie developer is what I've seen them listed as. So, yeah, yeah. They look at the description here. Liza P is a thrilling souls like that takes the story of Pinocchio, turns it on its head and sets it against the darkly elegant backdrop of the Belle Epoque era. Epoch. Epoch. I wish I can read. <laughs> Well, we all wish that, right? But. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never, never really uh, not explained <laughs> that I couldn't. Uh, what is it? Couldn't do this stuff. So, oh, hello. There you are. I found you. I need to refuel. Hang on. All right. Okay. So, um, well, the police station's uh, closest. Do you want to check that out first? Yeah, give me just a second here. Okay. And I want to scrap these vehicles. There's some more fuel. Yeah. So, I, yeah, Liza P coming out in September. Definitely, like I said, go check out the demo. Um, do you know if the... I didn't look to see. Does the demo on PlayStation and Xbox? Yeah. All right, cool. So there's an early... Yeah, uh, I'll be asked for. Rock on. 
So definitely go check out. That is our indie spotlight of the night. Yep. Um, so moving on to our next topic. If I can look this up. And I know this was something you were big on. So it's kind of kind of up there and... Wizard of the Coast, a.k.a. the parent company, Hasbro, is uh, yeah. increase, confirmed price increases on D&D products by 20, by up to 20%. Yep. And I know this um, had you part. I mean, it, I know they posted about being transparent, but it's... Yeah. Um, so far, it's been looking like around a $10 increase for books. Um, and th this is, for right now, they say, they say. <laughs> they uh, say. So far, it's just physical products right now, uh, mm -hmm. primarily books. Um, but uh, they don't have any plans currently to apply this price increase to digital because yeah. uh, they, they did within the last couple of years acquire D&D &D Beyond. Mm -hmm. um, so now just, what is that? So D&D &D Beyond is their online um, it, it's got a built-in dice roller, char digital character sheets. Uh, it's also the platform that they are working on their um, new virtual tabletop. Okay. On, uh, to basically compete with read in between the lines, replace uh, things like Fantasy Grounds and Roll Twenty, which are two of the big current virtual tabletops that people use, not just for Dungeons and Dragons, but other tabletop games as well, like Call of Cthulhu, so on and so forth. There's a lot of systems out there. Yeah. Um, D and D Beyonds will strictly be Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so I really don't think that Fantasy Grounds and Roll20 are going to be going anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't think they will be. And we're, my group is probably still going to stick with Roll20. Um, What's that? It's for, for those basically don't know. It, it so for for those who don't know, um, you know most games like D and D have always typically been played at. You go somewhere, you play at a table. You got your miniatures, your maps, your dice, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, a virtual tabletop is basically that, but on a an online website, it's got virtual dice to roll. Um, you can set up character tokens, monster tokens. You got your digital map there. And uh, it makes it a lot easier for those groups who are all over the country or even all over the world. Um, I've got some friends who play with people in like Australia and England and stuff like that. It's rock um, So it basically allows you to do what you normally have to do in person with uh, friends that are, that are uh, what do you call that, uh, remote. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, and it gained, of course, I mean, it, it's always been pretty popular, I think, since its inception. Um, but, you know, with the bricks outside that we had a few years ago, 
um, <laughs> we're getting getting together in person wasn't uh, feasible. You know, stuff, virtual tabletops have really uh, taken off, and yeah. it's also just great again. You know, for like, say you got friends that have moved out of state or whatever. Yeah. You know, and they're part of your D and D group. Well, you guys don't have to quit playing. And that that is nice because a lot of people don't know that uh, you, me, and you, uh, you know, I haven't gone anywhere, but you've moved to another state and Discord and seven days at our uh, community server is essentially how we get together and do things. Exactly, and so, it's it's been great. Yeah, it's been really great. Um, this is kind of like our time to get caught up uh, and everything yep. else. But uh, getting back to the uh, Wizard of the Coast thing, and they, this is something else I was, I understand that, you know, it's probably like trying to appease their investors. Yeah. Because I don't, I, I haven't looked at the latest, actually I should look that up. I don't know. You didn't go see the latest Transformers, which technically, which is Hasbro. And yeah. I did see the Dungeons and Dragons movie finally. I love that movie. It is. It really didn't do as nearly as well as I had hoped it had, but I did enjoy that movie, and I, I'm I'm watching it on Paramount Plus. Yeah, <clears> it, it did better than I was. It, it did as well as I had hoped, and did better than I was expecting. I'm glad to hear that. I really hope that they get another one. I know it didn't do exceptionally well, but yeah. But you know, did way better than the one with Jeremy Irons. Let me look. Which one's Jeremy Irons? Not, not that Jeremy Irons is a bad actor. It's just that was not a good movie. That was the one that came out in like 2000, 2001. Had uh, had one of the Wayans brothers and um, I think Thora Birch was in it and Jeremy Irons. Mm -hmm. uh, then they got like two or three direct-to-DVD sequels. So that's how well you know it did. And the nice thing is, Dungeon Dragons: uh, Honor Among Thieves. They've got a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes uh, yeah. by fan score. Let's see here. They didn't do too bad. I don't think they made as much as they had hoped. Um, they had a hundred and fifty million dollar budget, but they grossed two hundred and eight million worldwide. Yeah, and that's that's decent for the first time out. I mean, let's yeah. let's be honest. It, it's fairly low returns for. Ooh, damn! Nice shot. You like that, don't you? That was a very nice shot. He's on the other side of the fence, though, so I gotta go inside to go carve him up. <laughs> Luckily, I've already cleared this place, so not huh. an issue. But yeah, no, like I I saw him just like keel over midair, and I could hear the duck hunt music in my head. <laughs> I like I said, I like single shot hits, man. Just one shot. All right, so this is the police station. Yeah, I like this one, even though it's a single level. Um, it's all concrete. It is, but the thing, well, this is a good spot. They're not going to spawn on this side. They'll yeah. spawn on this side of the tree. Like, this would be, I think this would make a really good home base. Whoa, like, I just heard the music change. Sorry, I'm a little gassy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, getting back to that. So how do you think this is going to, like the whole damn present there, 
prices by 20%. Well, because I can kind of see it, but I like, I get it, and I get it's more of a it's definitely more of a Hasbro thing than a Wizards of the Coast thing. Yeah, parent companies like we need to sh- we need to show more profit to the investor. Monetized, bitch. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, dude, man, the the plans, and I that know they're they're. I think what they're trying to do is rather than doing a bunch of changes, like they they try to do huge sweeping changes before. Now yeah. they're trying to do like baby steps on everything because. Their movies aren't doing exceptional well. They're doing decent. But I think the main thing there... How do you get in this place? Uh, you go in the front door. <sighs> Who goes it's in the front door anymore? Smart people, Ray. <laughs> Rude. Smart people go in the front door. You goober. We will definitely have to do some traps and stuff to, for the front door. I don't know if I like this. It, like I said, I was thinking of this more of a, a home base. Well, that's possible. Why are you destroying the doors? Because they were broken anyway. Can't take you anywhere. <laughs> me, 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 me. Um, you have a friend out here. You're aware. Wait a minute. I was just out there. How did you get outside? Where? Where? I don't... Oh, there he is. Or she. Well, there she was. Past tense. Yes. So, all right. So, um, yeah, no, it, I I was expecting the uh, the price increase news to get more of an uproar. Um, and quite surprisingly, it hasn't. Um, well, I think it's only going to affect people when they buy the new stuff. It's not like your the D&D books you have currently are going to go up in price that you've already bought. You know, you're not shelling out yeah. more for what you already own. And typically yeah. with D&D, like a lot of people don't realize, is like once you buy, you know, your rule book or anything else, you're good. And there's a lot of stuff that just... It, yeah. What's the normal expense you'd have to do through, for D&D? As opposed of actual Wizard of the Coast stuff, as opposed to third party. Um, like how much would I spend on a book? Well, like, I, say you well, wanted to leather leg armor, rank one. Uh, scrap it. Okay. Um, like, say you were someone was going to get into Dungeons and Dragons for the first time. For the most part, you know, the DM needs to have a book. That's about it. Yep. The uh, like, what, like say, like a new person, not a DM, but a new person gets into the game. What's the what's the initial cost of them getting into it? Well, it kind of depends. If a brand, if it's a brand new person, completely curious, um, the best thing to do is buy either the starter kit. Or the essentials kit, both of which run around, depending on where you buy it, around twenty bucks. That's not bad. So twenty percent more is only going to be a couple of dollars more, maybe yeah. even like a dollar or two. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I mean it's it's Hasbro and it's Wizards. They're going to come out with a new essentials kit and starter kit at some point. Um, they already, they just actually uh, late last year, I think it was. Um, 
came out with a brand new starter kit. So there's two there's two starter sets for fifth edition, which is the current edition, mm-hmm. um, and then the essentials kit, which is kind of like a starter set but with a little bit more to it. Okay. Um, they are currently working on. It's basically five point five. Uh, any D and D players will remember third edition and, and three point five. They they're calling it fifth edition because it's it's kind of like a rules update. Mm-hmm. It's five point five. Everyone except Wizards is calling it five point five because it's what it is. Um, but it's a it's a new rule, uh, not a new rule set, but a rules update. Um, so they made a few changes to justify a new edition. Without calling it a new edition, yeah. <laughs> so there, there most likely will be a new starter set at some point, um, and it, this is all slated to come out next year too. Yeah, because um, it's also the fiftieth anniversary, I think, of Dungeons and Dragons itself. Yeah, D and D's been out for a while. Yeah, it, since the late seventies. I've been keeping up with the playtest packets for the. They're calling it One D and D right now, or they were. They they decided to drop that name, but it, we're all still calling it One D and D again. What they call it and what we call it are two separate things. Um, yeah, got some stuff in there, and I'm I'm cautiously excited for it. it a lot of it does look pretty neat. Um, so. It, you know, it only makes sense. This this price increase is only going to really apply to those you know books starting next year, and then they've got a couple books coming out uh, later this year too. So when they release books, like what what's all in them? Uh, well, it depends. Um, because there's setting books, there's uh adventure modules, there's what's called splat books that'll like it all it, it may add on to a setting that's already gotten a book mm-hmm. um, generally an adventure module is just that it'll have an adventure uh, usually ranging from like level one to five or one to twelve um, I know their next adventure module that's supposed to come out goes from like level one to level twelve okay uh, it may um, like the they did a Dragonlance one last year that also included some new uh, additions for one of the character classes. It included a new race to play and then some additional backgrounds and feats and rule stuff uh, okay. for players. And then the meat, the main meat of the book is that uh, is that adventure. Okay. Um, okay. And then and then is a setting it? book will typically include information on the setting and then some, you know, character options like classes, so on and so forth. Now, are they, is it a kind of a hard set or is it like the adventure? Is it more, is it kind of hard set to put you on a specific? Um, yeah, I mean, it'll have like, a lot of the adventures are written in a way that will have certain options. Like if the players do this, then this can happen. Or if the players do this instead, like they'll have sp- kind of specific paths that the adventures want you to follow but they try and keep it so that like you know if the players because 
players are notoriously hard to prod in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I know this because I DM for people. <laughs> well, that's why I was asking you about this stuff because you've got uh, you're, you're far more experienced yeah. on this than I am. Yeah, it, so it, it, they will have options for like, hey, if your players are dickheads and don't follow directions, then you know do this instead. Okay, okay. The punishment rules. Not necessarily punishment rules, just like, hey, if they decide to go here instead of here, then this, you know, this happens. That's the simplest way to, to put it. So, um, so yeah, this is the police station, the cop shop, as it were. <laughs> Again, I like it because it's concrete. I was going to look at the, okay, so you have the Trader Bob, but you don't have the other one. Uh, that that's other? a Trader Rex that's down there. Oh, okay, the apartments. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. yeah, the one where Trader Wrecked is, that's where the apartments are, and that's going to be further south. Um, but that's also in a much bigger city. So there's... It's in the city, but sort of at the edge of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, towards about, uh, toward, more towards the south. Yeah, and it's not super far away from those uh, shotgun messiah buildings we hit up either. Which, if I could remember what in-game day that was, the, the loot may have respawned in those. Nice. <laughs> yep. Is that uh, repulsor mod? That's. I love this thing. So entertaining. Just turns them into R. Kelly. They believe they can fly. <laughs> All right. There was and another time. Go ahead. And go they ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there's another topic we were going to discuss, and I'm trying to remember. What was oh, it? What was it? Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards of the Coast. That was the main things. The Super Mario RPG, Liza P. There was something yeah. else we were going to discuss. Um, and... I, know, I know I was going to say, because uh, there was that whole uh, open gaming license debacle with. Uh, uh, yes, and that with... really upset a lot of people a while back. Yeah, and that's why I was kind of expecting more, um, more just ranting and raving about the price increase. But it, I guess, it's just hard to beat. Uh, you know what happened with the OGL? What's uh, what's the OGL? So the OGL is the open gaming license. They uh, Wizards of the Coast oh. originally came up with that with uh, third edition, I believe. And they tried to rewrite it uh, for uh, fifth edition and for 5.5, which is what I'm going to call mm -hmm. it. Uh, and there was a lot of wording in there that would screw over a lot of third-party creators. Yes. People have been doing this stuff for years using that yeah. license. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, and for those that don't know, the, the whole point of the, you know, you had Wizards of the Coast that did their D&D &D stuff, but there was a lot of people that created campaigns, uh, added stuff for the game that a lot of people loved, and it just gave them, it basically, for free, it enhanced the role-playing game far more than what Wizards of the Coast can work on. I mean, you can only do so much at any given time. Yeah, and well, was it? wasn't all for free um a well, lot no. of a lot of third-party content creators this was essentially their livelihood creating all this homebrew content to sell 
and it's not like it, a lot of it was like super expensive either like pretty reasonably priced stuff um and the i don't remember the exact wording um i create a lot of homebrew stuff i don't sell it it's all homebrew stuff that i use for my own personal own, group and yeah your own groups your own campaigns your own yeah um, but for those people who, like I said, this is their livelihood may not affect me, but it would really affect them and it would really screw them over. So there was a lot of, um, uproar. That's one way <laughs> uh, of putting it. Yeah. On, uh, most of what I saw of it was like on Twitter because I spend way I too much I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Reddit was loud especially in like the couple of the D, &D well mostly D, D memes but yeah no the dmd memes were quite entertaining the whole time yeah. and then and... um more recently um because they we got the ogl thing sorted and hasbro just had to screw it up again um <laughs> not not with D, &D but with magic the gathering um some oh, of that's you right. They have Magic the Gathering, too, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, hell, Wizards of the Coast uh, had Magic the Gathering before D&D. Um, actually, I think they they created it, I think. I don't know. Yeah, but when did they get their hands on... Uh, I'm checking this police car. Um, <sighs> that was third edition that Wizards of the Coast got their hands on D&D. Who had D&D first? TSR. You are, that's correct, that's correct. It started with TSR, actually. Um, ooh. I just noticed a coal mine here with all the sweet, sweet coal underground. Well, there you I go. That on my map. I'll come back there later. My bags are full, but... Um, Rank 5 Iron Spear? Ooh. Very tempting. I think I'll probably want that for Horde Knights because the stun baton is a little too counterproductive to kill. Yeah, because it's only nailing one. And well, no, because the cool thing is the repulsor will hit things around them too. But if it doesn't kill them, it's throwing them away, and then we gotta wait for them to come back up. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but that uh, is just about full. Yeah, mine too. But, uh, yeah, recently, um, this year in April, I believe it was, um, they fucked up with Magic the Gathering. Uh, somebody had, I, I've heard a few slightly different things, but basically someone got some unreleased Magic cards because Hasbro oh. had sent out the wrong packs. Basically, he did uh, an order... They yep. they accidentally shipped it. He did a if I remember correctly, he did an opening video of him opening them, yeah. and they sent out the uh, what's the name of that that the Pinkertons the Pinkertons and they are just they're who who large corporations call when you're trying to retrieve stuff, but these guys are like I think ex military. It was completely yep. uncalled for. All yeah, they he, had to do, technically, legally, they stole from him. Yeah. They, but they did technically ask him to give it to him, and he did. So there was nothing illegal, but it was under... He may have way uh, to sue 
because they did use intimidation factors uh, uh, tactics. But yeah, no, it was uh, that was just yeah, they absolute went, dick move. Yeah, uh, apparently, I guess one of the higher ups at uh, Hasbro uh, is an ex Pinkerton. That sounds about right. That's how he's got that connection. Um, basically, what had had happened was the guy had ordered one set, and they messed up and sent him a an unreleased set that had a very similar name. Mm -hmm. It was something like uh, I forget what the name was, but the the name of the set had the same name, but then aftermath in the title. And, uh, yeah, so they, they realized they sent the wrong pack or the, the wrong box. It was like a whole box, I believe. Um, and it was through no fault of the guys. No, you know, not he, at all. He, the he fact ordered he sent the Pinkertons, though. The wrong thing. And then acted like he was the criminal here. It's like, no, y'all screwed up and sent him the wrong stuff. And you're yeah. going to go harass the guy, threaten him make his wife cry on top of that all they had to do was like uh we accidentally sent you the wrong things can you give it back but he treated it like some kind of theft man what a and that's the other reason why it's just like i've kind of been anti hasbro anti wizard of the coast lately because that is uncalled for that is a seriously uncalled for move yeah they and really, it, it was, when it comes down to it, they could have used it as a goodwill opportunity. And they could have used it as an advertising opportunity. No, it they, should have been something that they... Well, you know, they, they, they could have been like, oh man, we messed up. This guy's already put a video out. They could have contacted the guy and been like, hey, we sent this to you by mistake, but since you've already gotten in and you've already done the video. Yeah. And they could have worked out like some sort of. You know, we'll send you this. If you, can, or, if you can send us back to stuff, take down the video, be greatly appreciated. Oh, here. Well, they could have, they could have used it as like an advertising thing or, or be like, hey, you've already reviewed this and stuff. Uh, even though you're not supposed to have it, go ahead and keep the cards. Let us know what you think of them, and maybe can you can we use your review as advertising? They could have worked something out with them they, and got they had back a lot of more goodwill that they lost from the OGL thing. But no, they're like, no, let's send some murderous union busters to go intimidate this guy and get our shit back. They had the perfect opportunity to, to make things more right with their player base and with their customers and their fans. And they're like, nope. And they're just clueless. Yeah, they're they're so ooh. They they are. See, I didn't know the the C, the main CEO was an ex Pinkerton, and that just yeah. makes me dislike him even more. Yeah, that, there's, he, there's he's obviously uh, not somebody that should be in charge of that company at all. No, well, there's a few people honestly that are in charge at Hasbro who should not be in charge at Hasbro. Well, uh, it's all because it's all corporate. They're they're, they're either clueless. Or, you know, you got Mr. Pinkerton, dude. Anyway, well, they made some changes to this. Yeah, they, well, I mean, they've 
changed like almost all the P old uh, POIs. But um, yeah, it's it's cobble at the bottom. That's kind of why I started making like some concrete to kind of fix it up. But oh, you've already cleared this. Yeah, yeah, I already cleared through it. Okay, I see. Yeah, and I started doing a little bit of repairing because I know how much you like this apartment building. I like it because remember when we did the original one a long time ago? I had we created that long tunnel into this doorway, sealed up the bottom, so it gave us like we got to funnel in funnel them through this long mm -hmm. tunnel that we could just sit there and shoot at them. Yeah. And we were upstairs, so if they broke, finally got to upstairs, we can gun them and then move up to the third level, and then we could put vehicles up high and try to do that desperate attempt to escape that never worked, but we were going to try it anyway kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just I think about those kind of escape attempts, and I think back to uh, Bob's farm. Oh, God. And uh, the flock of killer vultures. Remember how fun that was? Yes. I don't want to do that again. They ate me. <laughs> Damn birds ate. They oh, ate no, Bob. I got the hiccups. The birds ate Bob and almost ate me. <laughs> oh, now I got the hiccups. I'm gonna have to call this because now like, I can't do the rest of this with the. Oh, geez, hiccups. Oh, this sucks. Why did I get the hiccups now? I don't know. My voice has been out. You can hear hiccups. that. Ah, why did I fall down? I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. Anyway, like, I don't mind this as a home base. It's just going to be a pain in the ass to move everything. But, I mean, it's I think a big... It just, I just like it as a horde base. Well, it's a... So, should we look for another home base nearby, then? The other thing that'll make this good for uh, a base... I, I, I always prefer buildings that are... Uh, what are they? Uh... Two to three story. Yeah. Good night. Oh, geez. My bag, my inventory's full. Uh, we want I got some books for you. Else? I'm outside. Okay, well, let me... Take those. All right, so do we want to look around for another base, or...? I kind of like being in the big... The big city, too, because that's going to give us a lot more. The only yeah. downside is we are way south, but we were mostly way north before. Yeah. The other thing is we'll have to make sure that we're wearing plenty of stuff to keep us cool down here. That's not big of an issue. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, do we want to look around for, like, if you want to use this as a horde base, we can try and find something as a home base. It's up to you. I like this. I, I kind of like this as, as either. Um, right. Well, I think we're getting up on the end of things. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us, uh, doing this slightly different way of doing the podcast. I know yes. we haven't. Uh, for those of you curious, um, uh, oh, geez, man, these hiccups are driving me nuts. Um, yeah, I think you're giving me your hiccups now, big, damn it. Yeah, Big 3D is not here. And what happened was, I don't know if you guys heard about the whole the whole debacle with that company that folded and it became national news. Jeez, mm. which one was it? Um, but he was actually an employee of that company and he's been struggling. 
So mm. one of the things was is he's going to have he had to cancel on the podcast, and I've been I've been putting off doing the podcast with everything going on at the office, uh, side work, voiceover stuff. Oh. I had to get done for Cold Ice. Was this uh, Beard? No, not Beard. Big three D. Uh, Justin. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him. You you're not familiar with him, but as somebody uh, he's somebody who was on the podcast for uh, for a while. Okay. So if you're curious why so he's not here, he is uh, doing the family thing, doing the struggling with life thing. Oh, here's a couple more books. But uh, I am hoping that things will work out for him and he will be back. Um, but anyway, for everybody, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, we are kind to, it is time to end this. And I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my hiccups. Uh, us being uh, distracted while playing uh, the but on the uh, Seven Days is Die. But if you guys want to come hang out with us, we're playing whenever we get the free time on uh, the Nerd Cave Show community uh, Seven Days to Die server. It is up. It is public, and it's currently only running two um, server side mods. So there's no mods you have to install anymore. I got rid of the vehicle mods. Yeah, uh, here's a... one of the things. What's this? Well, don't shoot the book. You're supposed to read it. Um, clicking. I'm trying to. I was alt tabbed out. Oh. Ratchet quality two. Hey, nice. But uh, no, I was trying. I was tabbed out to get to uh, Adobe Audition. So, anyway, thank you guys for all for joining us. Um, I, this was really fun, and and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. We got them coming to you. Buddy.